to another Wednesday night fight back. Uh, now, there was a report by the IFS, um, joint report by the IFS, uh, Deaton Review, that uh, put out some data on family stability in the UK. And I'll just read the figures out because they're actually quite shocking. So this is the percentage of British children who experience family breakdown by the time they turn 16 to 17 years old. Kids born in 1958, 9%. Kids born in 2002, 43%. So that's just a massive, massive change, which we, we can all see. I mean, it's in lots of bits of data. Um, there is a crisis in family life. And I would argue that if there's a crisis in family life, there's a crisis in society. Um, there are lots of questions which uh, arise because of this. I suppose the first one um, is, what is the cause? Uh, I would say uh, social conser- a lot of social conservatives blame uh, divorce legislation, possibly, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people that focus on economics, like me, uh, focus on things like the loss of the industrial job, where you used to be able to raise a, a family on uh, a four on, on 40 hours of, of, of wages. Can't be done now. A lot of people also look at housing, particularly in the UK, where both uh, housing pressure and cost uh, puts pressure on families who have already are in the family home and the cost is prohibitive to people wanting to set up a family, start a family. So there, there are all these things, but I have a, a sneaking suspicion also that a lot of this is, is, is so downstream of culture that uh, there's, there's no magic wand uh, by government uh, policy on this, but you've got to try. Do you, what's your take on this, Michael? Well, I think I think it's very difficult. I mean, you, you, you may be right. What what I would say though is that what it tells us above all is that there is um, increasing demoralization for adults, basically, whether it's men mm-hmm. or, or or for women. Now, mm-hmm. why that de- what that demoralization consists of, um, I don't know. But you, you've obviously got to think when you get loads and loads of divorce levels, then loads of people are uh, unhappy and demoralized and want to f- basically find a way out. Mm. Uh, now, you know, again, from my economic, put my economic hat on, uh, it's pretty clear to me that if you make life very difficult for everyone by having stagnant wages, incredibly high housing costs, incredibly high transport costs, and you had incredibly high taxes, then that's likely mm. to be pretty damn demoralizing. So um, mm. if you if both parties come home, having been at a, an unrewarding job, because that's the other thing, maybe the jobs are mm. unrewarding, been at mm. an unrewarding um, job all day, they've got nothing in the bank, they've got bringing nothing home, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, how are you how are you going to lead a happy life in in those circumstances? And if you're not leading a happy life, uh, my guess is you try and change things. And uh, the, how you change things, I guess, will include splitting up from your partner, regardless of whether you have children. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I, I don't know. I, no, I think there's a lot in that. But I think the just the the, the base reality, the the fact that. Um, a relationship that is under pressure anyway will be under much, much more pressure if you just add in financial stress. Financial stress is just a, a nightmare for couples and uh, and families. So I think my criticism of government policy down the decades is that nothing has been done on, particularly on the housing and industrial side, but it's just take housing. Nothing's been done to try and make the housing component of the household budget affordable 
In fact, the very, very opposite. We've got a huge amount of pressure on families just because of that one thing, huge housing cost. And I, I just think that in itself, you could probably measure uh, the effect on, on family disintegration just off that. I'm going to put in another one, and that's uh, transport, lack of transport in infrastructure. Now, mm. I know this, um, you know, this, it's okay in Dulwich, but uh, it's not so good in Dunfermline or Doncaster. Uh, mm. if, if, you know, one of the parties has, uh, you know, if they live in Bradford and one of the parties has a job in Leeds, mm. well, you know, with, unless they've got a car to share, uh, they've got hours, hours mm. of, of mm. public transport every day. And mm. uh, again, that's going to make you home late. It's going to mean you have less time to be intimate with the family, whether that's, you know, your children or, or your wife or your husband. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you let infrastructures crumb, physical infrastructures crumble, it just, again, just makes pr problems worse and worse. And I think mm. that actually this is a, I'm, I'm going to generalize here, if I might, William. This is about abundance. Mm. If you have, I mean, you know, the, you have life and have it abundantly. Um, many people in this country do not have life abundantly. Um, mm. for, for reasons that really are to do ultimately with the failure of our economic model, and I mean, mm. I wish, I wish, I wish it were not the case. I wish there was some way around that, but I don't think you know. I probably don't quite agree with you that it's all down to culture. I think it's economics at the, at the base of this, economics dictating culture, and then the culture concatenating problems. Well, that's no, guess. I think it. I think it is a combination. I think the difficulty you always have when you're trying to sort of look at uh, cause and co-causes is, is knowing what came first. And obviously, all of these things are interrelated. But I think when I look at these things and I look at fa the family policies that we have in the SDP, um, I, I look at it and I, apart from, I mean, apart from the basic point of standing up for families culturally mm. and marriage culturally and, and making the argument, which I think too few people do. Apart from that, I think I'd want the policies to, to basically um, reduce pressure on, on families and to sort of, um, and also as far as young people are concerned, to, to improve roots into uh, married life and family life. And I think the roots at the moment are closed off. But then you end up with a, set, a policy suite which is quite like what we've got, which is full sharing of tax allowances and uh, looking at, you know, the amount of housing we have on the industrial policy side, trying to get, you know, proper well-paid jobs and not not sort of delivery precarious jobs. All of those are sensible things. But uh, but at the same time, I even the states that have gone at it hard and hungry have had a little bit uh, of an effect on, say, uh, birth rates and so on and family formation. But it's very, very difficult. It's a very long-term thing. And I think we also have to be... Yeah. Uh, honest about the fact that a lot of it's uh, cultural and is you you, you know you, you you're not going to be able to wave your wand and solve it instantly. William, um, I think this goes back to the the core thing that we've talked about time and time again. Whether it it's comes back to this thing of nation building, and that we've mm. taken the nation for granted for so long now that the nation, in so many ways, disintegrates. And in this particular case, with families and. Uh, family formation, family breakdown, birth rates, the whole lot. The mm. job now of government is about nation building and nation rebuilding. Mm. And to do that, you've got to go right back to the beginning. You've got to go right back and think about what kind of structures, economic, social, financial uh, insurance you need to be able to rebuild a nation. But that's the task, and it's a hell of a task. 
But, you know, so it's I'll, taken, what, 50 years to, to, to get us to this situation where this is now, if you, if you don't address nation-building questions, you, you, you're, you're just not addressing the problems. No, I, I think that's right, but it's also seeing the nation as a home, right? A, a thing I'm repeating quite a lot nowadays in interviews, because I think it's a nice way of describing the predicament we're in, is that the Tories view the country as a shop, the Labour Party view it as a charity, uh, and it's neither. It's not a shop and it's not a charity. It's our home. It's where people live, and people are trying to build their lives here. And when you start thinking about it as a nation and a home, you you have a more sort of um, custom you, you, you're, you're more protective of it, I think, and you're, you, you think more profoundly about what it is. Um, so let's end on that. I mean, I think that's the, the way forward. It can't be done overnight, but uh, I think if you know where you're trying to go, you might have a better chance. All go Kang Sui, as usual. Kang, Kang Sui, yes, exactly. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Cheers.